I know a lot of my fans love Drake. A, lo- a lot of my fans love Coaches. Mm-hmm. A lot of my fans love Kendrick M- Lamar. Kendrick Lamar, NBA young boy. Like, do I want to drop this day? Because like, who are they going to listen to first? Before, nine times out of ten before you, they're going to listen to the most hyped up shit that everyone else is talking about on Twitter and Instagram. They're going to listen to Drake first. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the Soul Serum Podcast. I am your real raw energy host, Clay Bonine. I am joined by my Austin Powers. All I wanted was my groove back co-host, Tanner Mavis. You are now tuned in to the number one heat podcast in, in the, the world. world. Does that make us the number one Minions soundtrack podcast in the world, too? Not soundtrack. Oh, you're right. You're right. It's not a part of the official soundtrack, which is an issue in and of itself, I think. Yeah. But thank you, everybody, for tuning back in Soul Serum Podcast, episode 76. We are here. And today we are talking about something that you know, I think like has been a mounting up in music recently. Uh, In this day and age, you know, in 2022, people are consuming and producing more music than ever before. And the way that people release the music for us to consume, I think is becoming ever more crucial for artists, right? It's not just about like, how the fans are going to listen, but also how you promote your music. It's also about your artist imagery. Like, can you release things this way? Do you have to go a more traditional route? Um, So today I just wanted to look at some of the pros and cons of a few different ways that artists release music, mainstream people, underground people. And Tanner, as you are a manager for a hip hop artist currently releasing music, I wanted to see why you think these do work, why these don't work, um, what you look for when it's time for E to release music. So it's kind of what I what I want to look at today. Um, And I think there are two like main strategies This is not like the two only strategies ever. I think these are just the most common ones. The first one uh, is something I mean, it's the very traditional single, single, single album release. Yeah. You know, this is something that has been tweaked over time. Like the way people did this in 2003 is definitely different from the way they do it in 2022. Um, But does this feel like the safe option for for artists? Is that why like this has been a continued mainstay of how people release their music? Um, yeah, I guess in a sense. Um, I mean, I feel like if when you're just starting out, you definitely shouldn't come out the gate and just drop an album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think if I mean, where at like hypothetically, what are we talking like? Is it like? How when we say how artists release music, single, single, single album, like is this person like already have singles and albums under their belt or like like is this just like a one time like roll, rollout we're talking about leading up to an album? Like it's kind of this is in this kind of situ- like a general in this situation. Let's say that this artist is like, you know, already has some traction. They're not a huge artist, maybe so, a mid level. So they have artist. a little catalog. They have a little bit of a catalog already. And these have, may have just been things that have been released on SoundCloud and then they put it in an album, this and that. But this is their first like, all right, with this album, I'm ready to roll yeah. it out. I'm ready to release it. They have a budget for marketing. 
Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. They're trying to do something mm-hmm. like somewhat commercially. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's kind of the the context that we should look at this yeah. in. Because obviously for like if you're just starting to do music, this wouldn't be the way that I think, you know, you would probably do it. I feel like, yeah. you know, we've talked about it a little bit on the show before, but when you first just started out, it's just like, fuck it, get the music out there no matter how it goes. Um, which I kind of want to talk about that a little bit too, but what like, you know, okay. Mid-level artists, little bit of a marketing budget. Why do they choose the single, single album, single, single, single album, whatever. Um, what's safe about that? Well, if you already have a catalog on your belt, like you're, you, you, I'm, I'm guessing you have people listening to you mm-hmm. have a little bit of a fan base. Um, I don't know. Just like going with a single, like there's no added pressure of like dropping a whole album at once mm-hmm. and, you know, risking like it flopping, like, and yeah. a single is a way to like, really put yourself out there and give a taste of what's to come yeah and like pr- promote it like it's an album and mm-hmm. like really really push it like and get as many people listening to that song at once in hopes of them coming back the next time like, yeah like that's remember- always been like what a single is for and like usually singles are the songs that you think are the hits off of your upcoming album yeah you know what i mean now, do you remember when we did the three rem interview? They talked about uh, like somebody gave them the advice of like you should not that you should never drop an EP, but like until your fans are like fiending for it, yeah. and hounding you for it. You shouldn't drop an EP. You should just go single, single, single the whole time. Do you think that is we did that interview like two years ago? So a lot has changed in music since then. Do you yeah. think that's still a valuable way to drop music does it bro i mean it just is different for every artist bro mm-hmm. like but i will say this i don't think people will take you seriously until you have like strong projects like under your belt mm-hmm. like it's really hard to you know gain like a big fan base without having you know projects under your belt because like really like projects and albums or and mixtapes whatever you want to call it like they're like time stamps of like parts of your evolution as an artist and Mm -hmm. like you really get a chance to like bring people like into your world and like what you're thinking and your vision and like you allow people to experience it through sound through Mm -hmm. visually through everything from your instagram post to where you promote yourself on tiktok to your music videos to the cover art to Mm -hmm. everything like it, it all needs to be like in sync and like a project is really a chance for to do that with people now nowadays like you really have to go go hard with it and make sure everything's in line because people if people aren't interested in the first or second song on the album like they're not going to listen to the rest of it like yeah you got to really bring them in which is why singles are important um but i think it's just different for every artist man like like i don't think a digital marketer should ever tell an artist that you shouldn't release a project because you're not big enough. Like I'm not gonna, I'm, I would never tell artists, artists, if an artist in their heart knows they have a really cool pro, like if they have music ready for a project and they have the vision ready for it, like fucking go for it. Like, yeah, like, like I wouldn't advise dropping like a 25 song album, but like (laughs) by any means, but like, you know, do a little package of songs, like, Mm -hmm and go crazy with it like yeah all around like and not just not just like 
drop it and not and post it up on your story one time yeah. and then be done with it. Like Tyler Crater made a great point in his last interview with Con Converse. Like he's been promoting come over or no, um, call, call me, me if you get lost for like a year now. Granted, he's one of the biggest artists in the world. He has probably one of the biggest tour budgets in the world, biggest budgets for period. all this promotion, period. Yeah. So he's he's able to promote for a year long. But the but principle he has the a point there. where a lot of kids, especially in this era of you want to call SoundCloud era or just the independent artist era in, in general, like a lot I artists that we work with that I see, like I like granted, they have a fan base where they post on their story once or twice and they're gonna go listen, mm -hmm. but like like even then, bro, like you, people don't even give their songs or albums or projects like a chance sometimes. Like yeah. they're just always moving on to the next thing, which I get. Like right. a lot of artists, especially if you're really serious and you take your artistry serious, like you're always thinking about the next thing and want to move on to the next thing. But man, like, I don't know. I think some of the biggest songs, like the artists just like believed into it, like breakout songs that artists just believed in it, believed in it to a point where they were promoting it everywhere for like months. Yeah. Like yeah. months. And I don't know. Sometimes that's what it takes to like really break through. But I don't know. I'm kind of like dancing in circles on the on on the original yeah. question. But. Well, well, I want to I want to transition this into a different way that people release their music. And this option uh, I think works for a certain kind of artist in this era, in this um, this time, if you will. But the uh, the quote unquote leak, you know, the like they aren't releasing. They aren't like, here's my single. Here it goes. I'm ready for it. Like yeah. and we saw a lot of this with like 2015 to 2017 Cardi. But obviously with TikTok, the snippet, the leak has evolved a lot. Um, but it's, it's this concept of, you know, letting a section of an unreleased song or a leak go and the power of TikTok, the power of memes, the power of promotion pages, whatever, start to take that 15 to 30 seconds. And these fans just get so hungry and hungry. I mean, we talked about it on the one episode, like me and you had that tunnel vision snippet that was just like a loop for two minutes. Just yeah. like, I need this. I need this. I need this. This works for artists like Cardi, Yeet, you know, maybe some like Autumn, some Wyland, you know, kind of in that area. Um, what about this strategy is beneficial to these artists? And additionally, uh, why can't everybody do this? Yeah, like you, only those type of artists can do that. Like, yeah. Like they have a diehard fan base that's just waiting to hear what's next. They're at the peak of their careers. Mm -hmm. Like kids are just fiending for like what's next because they, yeah. they can't get enough. Um, but Cardi wasn't really at the peak of his career, though. I feel like when we were getting like the golden era of the Cardi snippets, you know, like the pre self title. Yeah, but he but, but he had released a lot of music mm -hmm. leading up to that. I think he kind of like. Like whether it was with awful and then coming out of awful and just mm -hmm. releasing like a lot of shit like on his own, like he had a lot of music out on SoundCloud and True. there was definitely like a year and a half period to where he had been talking about a project. Mm -hmm. But see, like it's very hard to like 
scientifically break down why Cardi can do this <laughs> or why Yeet can do this. Yeah. It's just they have this like it factor about uh-huh. them that like allows them to. Well, I think I think it's it's uh, like the mystery of it all. I mean, definitely, with, yeah. With but Yeet I don't in Cardi specifically, it's like the mystery yeah. of it. Yeet turned down. I know you saw that TikTok, but it was like Yeet turned down XXL, yeah. Rolling Loud, multiple interviews, but the Minions movie got him. And it's like, why? Like, we want to know so much about Yeet, and we want to like because, fans want to because Rolling Loud and XXL. Well, XXL is kind of irrelevant now, and like yeah. no one really cares. No one cares as much as they used to. Yeet was already past like what XXL is going to do for him. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and bro, I, I like XXL. I still, I, I will still pay attention every year. It's just totally. Me it's too. just like the public does not really care, give a fuck anymore. Yeah, and Rolling Loud is an extremely successful and accessible festival. Mm-hmm. Like. I'm not saying anyone can get on Rolling Loud because you not anyone can get on Rolling right. Loud by any means, but like, but they got a lot like, of people. But on you there, can though. if you have somewhat of a successful, you know, hip hop career, mm. and you have the, the right person on your team and the right agent, you or the right uh, record deal, like you can get on Rolling Loud. Whether it's at twelve o'clock at fucking at in the afternoon, like the first stage where like yeah. barely anybody's there. You know what I mean, like. But like you can get on Rolling Loud. So, but like the fucking Minions movie and like uh, like like Yeet, like I there mean, there's just, something there's something extremely comedic and ironic about it. But it just worked. And it's also and, and, and a like, Yeet song. Like yeah. it's not like he was like it's me. I'm on the Minion soundtrack. Yeah. Like he made a Yeet song yeah. for the Minions and it's a, trailer. And the and like the Minions movie is like a highly like grossed like box office mm-hmm. ticket selling. You know, I, yeah. don't, I don't know what the fucking word is, but like no, you're right, it you're sells, right. a, it will sell. You know what it I mean? will. And for him to be a part of like a movie like that. And I hate to say it, but like a lot of white people, white uh, people watch the minions and <laughs> fucking like, that's been always like a marketing tactic for like record labels is trying to get that audience yeah to to latch on to your music because they're gonna ones they're the ones that are gonna buy your merch they're the mm-hmm. ones gonna buy tickets they're the ones gonna show yeah. up to your shows you see all these you see all these kids dressing up as the minions and going to movie theater like what like what do they look like like us yeah <laughs> <laughs> but okay all right all right to get back to the original point though like what so I know that we can't go into the scientifics of it not necessarily for Cardi and Yeet, but like, why? Why do we as the consumer love the snippets? Like, what makes it so attractive because to us? Because we're like, we're listening to something that's supposed to be a secret. Like, it's supposed to be mm-hmm. supposed to be under wraps. It's not yeah. supposed to be ours yet. Yeah. But we, uh, us as humans, love like fucking what's it? What's what? <laughs> what makes up the sausage? You know, type type yeah. shit. Like, yeah. it's it's that it's that uh. It's the yearning for more, yeah. you know? I know that there's more. I know that there's more to this song. You just gave us the chorus, and yeah. I know that there's more, and the chorus is fire as fuck. Like, I need this. I need this. I but need there this. is an advantage to snippets, obviously. Like, it just continues to build hype while you're not even releasing music. Like, yeah. Especially now with TikTok, you can, people can create content with it, mm-hmm. their own content with it. Like, 
Yeah. I think, okay, I'm glad you brought that up because I think the, uh, the machine of TikTok music promotion is deeply tied into the snippets now. Definitely. Because, like, like the uh, Lazy song that he just released, I felt like I already knew that song because he has been putting it in every single TikTok of his. And, like, before he released it, I, like, went to go look it up on a Spotify. And I'm like, oh, shit, it's not even out. Yeah. And I, like, know this song. Yeah. Like, I think to me that's the most powerful part of yeah. the the snippet strategy, the snippet method, if you yeah, will. Yeah, you already know the song before it comes out. And then once, yeah. then once you get it, like, you yeah. just want to, like, reaffirm that you know the lyrics. Yeah. So you go back and listen to yeah. it, like... And then, like, when it comes out and you're with your friends in the whip, you're just like, you already know the yeah. words. I'm like, how the fuck you already know this? Like, oh, this snippet's been out for, like, well, two weeks now. Like, I've had the, I've had the, the SoundCloud. The CDQ, uh, bro. Yeah. Like. Okay, now but this. You, again, you could only do this if you have a diehard fan base. Exactly, exactly. Which is a great transition into this next strategy, which is really held for the top top tier artists drake kanye beyonce whatever you want to call it but the fucking surprise album yeah what about that like so like let's establish obviously we know that they can do this because they are the biggest artists in the world and no matter what they do is always gonna get uh play but like why why does drake uh drop honestly never mind a couple hours after he announces it but previous albums have tons of promo and tons of rollout tyler would i don't want to say would never but tyler would probably never most likely never just drop an album out of the fucking sky that's a guy who is gonna have it all planned he might now just said he might, he I know, now he's now he's gonna be like, oh, this motherfucker. <laughs> oh, Clay right said here. I can't do it. Hey, Tyler, if you're watching the Soul Serum podcast, come on, man, appreciate it. Um, but like, what about we can we can go over this quickly? But like, what makes that so so cool to us as fans? Like, oh shit, um, oh shit, Drake yeah. dropping five I mean, out. we love surprises, oh, bro. Shit. We love surprises from our fa- from, from our favorite artists and legends at that you know yeah but but at the same time they're not it's not just dropping and then it's done like they mm. all these artists have the biggest machines in the world behind them that's gonna slide it to radio slide it to different outlets different places and that are doing the work for them like mm-hmm. drake can drop whenever he wants beyonce can drop whenever she wants yeah. kendrick can drop Whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. And their label is going to work the fuck out of that because they're they are they they are who they are and yeah. anyone is gonna wanna support it and, and help grow it. Yeah. There's a lot of meat on that bone too. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of meat on it's the bone. It's not it's not just drop and then it's done, like no promotion. With yeah. them, it's like when Drake drops, it's just gonna spread organically because mm. one, everybody fucks with them, and two, the machine that they have behind them. Yeah. They're going to put up, I don't, I don't even want to know what Drake's like marketing, marketing budget. budget just looks like and shit, bro. Like, it's probably stupid. Well, didn't he, he just like signed a new deal too, yeah. right? So like. Like a 40 mil or something. I'm sure that, that, I'm sure they were putting a lot of fucking money behind that. Yeah. So it, I don't know. It's just, kind of, it's yeah. kind of deeper than just dropping. Yeah. But in a, in the, a. Only they can do that because the, like look at those names kanye drake beyonce like those are yeah. three of the best not even hip-hop artists like yeah just artists, like some of the most period. iconic artists to ever like 
record and release mm. music. Like. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm going to take it down a notch back off of Kanye, Drake, and Beyonce. In a recent turn of events, uh, and in a like unorthodox way, Summer's album. He dropped on a Monday. Yeah. Do you see that uh, that post yeah, like yeah, where he's yeah, talking yeah. about it on his story? And yeah. da, da, da. Um, I find that very interesting. I didn't even really think about that, but like we've we've been so caught up. Music and popular music has been very caught up in the Friday release, you know, so yeah. much over I these past couple it. of years. Yeah. So like, why do you think? You know, we can't speak for Summers or his team or this or that, but like what what does that mean? What does that say for Summers to release on a Monday and still go number five or number seven on the hip hop charts on on Apple Music? Like, I think he's smart, like like dropping on a Monday, like beginning of the week when people have just winded down from the weekend mm -hmm. type shit, like and not releasing with all these other bigger artists like that whole day probably for 24 hours like people were just listening to him or paying attention or giving his album a chance after they had just listened to whatever dropped on the past friday mm -hmm. like yeah i don't know i think it's smart i think i don't know he i i understand like his frustrations and stuff he was talking more so about like not having like his quote, his quote unquote industry friends yeah. that are like posting the album and shit which is like he and like the people that he had helped uh -huh. aren't, aren't, aren't uh, and now are in this place, like aren't helping him now necessarily. Right. He could have he could have went top five, um, but he went. He got the number seven, and he's independent. Like he's not he's not signed. Like yeah. he, you saw his name next to like his his album next to like NBA Youngboy and Certified Lover Boy and like this and that. It's like it, it's still like a great accomplishment. Yeah. And, like, does that give you hope for? like music releases in the future to bring this back to like you managing e like do you do you feel pressure that you all have to drop on a friday or you have to drop the music in a certain um, way and does this I'd, give you a little bit of hope to be like well we could drop on a fucking tuesday and like da da da, da. I'm not going to go into the specifics of what me and my team like discuss on camera sure but, sure um I have no issue. I, w I would rather drop on like a Wednesday mm -hmm. personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For the same reasons to not drop same day as like bigger artists. Yeah. But you have, when you have these relationships with like the DSPs, like Spotify, Apple music, all these people and just like all these platforms, like you have like a rollout lined up and you have these playlists that, you know, like you have, you know, you have a good chance of getting on. Mm. You have to, you have to know when the, 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 the curators of these playlists are updating their playlists. Right. So which is on Friday at midnight, yep. they're updating all their playlists. So you kind of have to play into th what the industry is like doing and like the yeah. curators behind it, these playlists. Like it's sad that we, it's not, it's not sad, but like, in my opinion, it's sad that we have to, play the game with what the industry is kind of like providing for us mm -hmm. but you you kind of have to because if because like e gets a lot of support from all, spotify apple music audio mac all this all this this shit and you know dropping on a friday he has a really good chance on getting on new music friday right he's got a really he's he's been on most necessary twice mm -hmm. which is the third biggest hip-hop playlist like yeah he's on fresh new fresh finds hip-hop every week which updates on wednesday by the way so it would, would wouldn't really matter but all majority of the playlists are updating on fridays so that's yeah. the, that's usually the reason why people drop on fridays mm -hmm. 
Um, but I don't personally think you should just do it because the industry is like telling you to. I think you yeah. should drop. I personally think you should drop during the week. And as long as you have a good relationship, your team has a good relationship with curators behind these playlists. They'll put you on there when it's time to update. Like, yeah. And then yeah. you can have your little organic moment with no playlists by yourself. And you can really get a get a sense of how big your fan base is and how big the growth is from this single, from the past one, or this project, from the past project, and really get a sense of like where you're at. Yeah. Like, to what, like the first day or two, you know? Like, cause you, you always wanna like check the stats and like see like, you know, on the last project, okay, I did 500 streams first day. Like next one, you wanna try to double it and get a thousand. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you wanna, without, cause the playlists are just gonna give you like these streams because People are just people like are just tackling it, yeah, and just shuffling it through and just yeah. letting go. Like mm -hmm. if you if you just drop like your fan, you know that's your fan base because there's no playlists that have been it's been added to yet. Yeah, you yeah. know, and that's Fair. to credit to Summers, he got to number seven by just his fan base. And I don't know how many playlists he got on or, or anything, but like yeah. I'm guessing 99 percent of the people that that push him to, to that spot is yeah. his fucking fan base. But like, even if like he is getting put on all these playlists, like you said, they're not getting updated until Friday at midnight anyway. Yeah. So like, he's not even going to yeah. see that growth Gross, in those exactly. numbers until the next week too. Yeah. So I think that was that to me, like the takeaway from it and we can wrap this up here. Like the takeaway for me from summers dropping on a Monday was just like, I feel like that gives, uh, not so big of artists hope that they can they don't have to follow this rule you do make a lot of valid points about you know if you drop on friday and you have good relationships with these dsps and playlists i definitely understand that but i think like we've gotten a little too comfortable and i'm way saying this from a from a fan standpoint we've gotten way too comfortable with the friday yeah. you gotta think release, about the consumer you know? i think about more the listener and the fan more than i do the fucking spotify yeah which don't pay artists nearly what they should be making mm -mm. like you gotta think about the fan like okay do I really want to drop this project on Friday as an independent artist? The wow. same day oh, by as, the way. As, as I know a lot of my fans love Drake. A, lo a lot of my fans love Coaches. Mm -hmm. A lot of my fans love Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar, NBA yeah. Young Boy. Like, do I want to drop this day? Because who are they going to listen to first? Before, nine times out of ten before you, they're going to listen to the most hyped up shit that everyone else is talking about on Twitter and Instagram. They're going to listen to Drake first. No yeah. disrespect. But no disrespect. To Drake first, though. No yeah. disrespect. Unless, besides your like one percent of like mm -hmm. diehard fans. Yeah. If you're Summers, if you're Summers, there are Summers fans that will choose like the last Summers choose fans Summers will choose Summers over Drake. Hundred percent. But hundred percent. Not everybody has that type of fan base. Yeah. And he's worked hard. <laughs> he's to worked get hard to, that to have that too. fan base. Totally. Totally agree. And we work hard too for you to follow us on Instagram and Twitter <laughs> at Soul Serum. Dude, I'm fucking that was good. knocking them out of the park. I'm knocking <laughs> out of the park now. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, the main page, the TV page. You already know the fucking vibes. Follow us on TikTok, Soul Serum Podcast. Join the Discord. We stream your music every week on Twitch at 7:30 uh, Eastern Time. And uh, fucking yeah, I think that's it. That, that's all. You have any anything special to say? Any anything to add here? Uh, new merch coming soon. 
Yeah, goddamn <laughs> right. And we have something, something mathematical planned, something exponential planned, if you will, too. With all that being said, as always, I'm your host, Clay Bonin. I'm your co-host, T. Mavis. See y'all next week. Deuces.